0: Hey, my name is Ryan McVitie and I am the pastor of the River Worship. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast. If you haven't heard about the river yet, it's an amazing move of God happening in the greater Toronto area. Yes, Toronto, Canada It's a cold place, but we have warm hearts and we love coming together every Tuesday night and worshiping the Lord with all we've got We also get to dive into the Word, and that's where we're going to go right now. We're going to dive into the Word of God, and I trust and pray that it will impact you in a powerful way. If you're ever in the Toronto area, come visit us. We would love for you to worship with us together. But enjoy the message, and God bless you. You can have a seat. We're going to just get in the Word for a little minute. This is not a full message, but... You couldn't come here tonight and not hear the Christmas story. So I want to tell it to you. You can give it up for this worship team. Christmas is the ultimate gift. The reason why we celebrate this season is not because of a winter solstice Or a cool guy who lives in the North Pole. Or Santa Claus hats on praying hands. No, no, it's because Christmas is the miracle that literally split time in two. You call this year 2023 because of the event of Christmas. Christ Mass, it's literally about Christ. It's the ultimate gift. The ultimate exchange the ultimate price paid for you and for me so that's what I want to talk to you about tonight is the gift would you look to your neighbor choose anyone you want no games tonight would you look to your neighbor come on I'm watching and would you tell him like a preacher would you say I've got the gift come on it's not prideful I'm telling you to do it say I've got the gift And maybe it's a MacBook Pro for you. I don't know, you know, whatever you've been asking for this Christmas. It's not a MacBook Pro. It's something so much better. It's baby Jesus. That's the gift. That's what we get to celebrate tonight. That's right. Come on. You may have heard this famous verse, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave. Come on. That's a gift. Gave what? his only begotten Son, so that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Anyone thankful for the gift of life? The gift of Christ? That's the most famous scripture in the whole Bible. It's the thing you learn first in Sunday school. But we don't usually use it at Christmas, but it is the Christmas verse. That is what Christmas is all about, Christ's Mass. It's about the gift of Christ coming down. God sending his son, the gem of heaven, to come down and save you and me from our sin. To teach us how to live, to teach us how to love one another. That Jesus Christ, seated on the right hand of the throne of God, would leave this beautiful place of heaven where he's been exalted by the angels and come down to earth. That God would bankrupt heaven of its most prized possession for you. Not just for us corporately, literally for you and for me. That is what the Christmas story is all about. Because, see, you got to understand something. Before we had this gift, that gift that you told your neighbor about, friends, we were in a tight spot. Because we were given the law, but we could not fulfill it on our own. We tried, and we have all these books in the Old Testament about the efforts and the sacrifices and all the things that man tried to do, but we couldn't do it on our own. We needed a Savior. And that's what this celebration today is all about. It's about that Savior because the reality is that the wages of sin are death. The wages of sin is death, but God loved us too much to leave us with that debt. He had a plan from the very beginning. If you look at John 1.1, 1, 1, for in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. All things were done through him. And then guess what? The Word became flesh. That's that beautiful babe in a manger. That is the Word becoming flesh, but it was not an afterthought. Christ had a plan all along for you and for me. This was foretold through the story of Abraham and Isaac on Mount Moriah, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Again, it was told by the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah prophesied this in chapter 7, verse 14. You'll see it on the screen. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you, which by the way, that Hebrew word you is plural, it's not singular, you, us, all of us, a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and call him Emmanuel. This is long before Joseph and Mary were even alive. See, Christ was his plan for you and for me all along, even though we forsake him. Even though Ryan McVitie had forsaken him, he still had a plan for me and a plan for you. So that is why we celebrate the perfect lamb of Jesus Christ. And it's really an incredible miracle. Philippians 2 verse 5 says it this way. Let this mind be in you which is also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. So understand this is not some just separate entity of his son. This is him coming. He did not consider it robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation. Gave it all up, taking the form of a servant, a bond servant, and coming in the likeness of man. Guys, this is the king of kings coming down to earth and making himself of no reputation. Think about it. How would you come if you were the king of kings? I don't know about you. I would come with a squad. I mean, I would come with security. I would come with a tower. I would come with a kingdom. I would come with an army. I wouldn't come in a manger. He made himself of no reputation to come in a manger. And you know, this word manger, it sounds so beautiful because we just sang those nice songs about it. Do you know what a manger is? It's a feeding trough for pigs. This is like the most disgusting place that you could put a baby. It's not romantic. It's not beautiful like we have made it. He came in the worst fashion possible. And made himself of no reputation for you and for me. Because you see, he was not concerned with his reputation. He was concerned with your reputation. He was not concerned about him. He was concerned about you. And he is still concerned about you. Above all else, he loves you. And that is why he sent his son. Guys, this is why the Bible has to be true. Because every fairy tale you've ever read... Every novel, every story, every history story you've ever heard is is protect the king. Save the king. Die for the queen. Not the king comes to die for you. And the king comes to die for me. That's not good storytelling. That's not how it goes in Disney movies. That's that's not how it is, but that is the love of Christ. It's an upside down kingdom. That he who is the highest makes himself the least for you. That is something to clap about. I think we forget about that. So I was thinking that, you know, that question of, like, why did he choose to come that way? And why as a baby? I mean, you know, he could have just came as a man and appeared. Powerful, strong, triumphant. He could have, but instead he chose to come As a babe in this trough, in this manger. Why? Here's, I think, why. Because he did not come to condemn you. He did not come to destroy you. I don't know what you've heard about Christ, but that is not why he came, my friends. He came to save you. And guess what? You know why I think he came as a baby? Because ain't nobody scared of a baby. Unless you have one. Then they're the most terrifying thing in the world. Parents, you know what I'm talking about. Especially at 4 a.m. There ain't nothing more scary than a baby. Babies are beautiful. Babies are cute. And I've been reflecting on why in society is it frowned upon to talk about Jesus Christ for 11 months of the year. You know, we can't play worship music in public. There's so many things we can't do because it's considered offensive. But then in December... You walk into Walmart, and all you hear is Jesus. <laughs> for, for one month, you know, baby Jesus is totally acceptable. And I got thinking about that. I'm like, that's kind of weird. Like, why is Jesus offensive for 11 months and then beautiful for one month of the year? And then I got thinking about it, maybe because this. Maybe it's because the world has no problem with baby Jesus. Baby Jesus is just our Savior. He just comes to save us. Who would have a problem with that? Babies are amazing. Babies are stinking cute, right? Everyone here love babies? Let me see some hands. If you don't put your hand up, you're a weird, twisted person. Babies are beautiful. In fact, I have one. Put a little Maverick picture on the screen for me. Look at that little stud muffin right there, just pontificating the finer questions of life looking out the window. If you don't think that's cute, don't tell me, because I'm not going to like you after. Babies are cute. Everybody loves a baby. And you know another reason why we love babies, parents too, is because babies can't talk yet. (laughs) Babies can't talk back yet. How many with teenagers just wish you could send them back to the baby phase? You know what I'm saying? You change diapers every day if you need to. That's fine. Because they can't talk yet. They're just cute. And they just love you. And they just cuddle you. And they just snuggle with you. But isn't that what we want out of Jesus? We just want him to be this long, flowy hair Savior. Here's, here's my message to you. The reason why Christ is acceptable for one month of the year is because that one month we only celebrate him as Savior. We don't look at him as Lord. See, a Savior everybody's down with. Come save me. That's great. Absolutely. And we all know we need saving, right? Amen. We all know we got a problem. But a Lord... Is a little bit different, and he is Jesus Christ, the Savior and the Lord. The Lord is a little a little different. See Luke two, which we read just a minute ago, verse eleven. You probably gloss right by it. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ, the Lord. See, that's not his name, but that is his title, the Lord. That is his title that is given to him. And and see, for the other 11 months of the year, we don't like that. We don't like the fact that he's Lord because that means we need to obey him and obey his commandments. And what he told us to do, love your enemy? What, are you kidding me? Come on, Jesus. Turn the other cheek? I'm hard. No way, I'm going to fight that guy. We don't like the things that he taught us as Lord, but baby cute Jesus that we can cuddle and snuggle, we like that. But what does this Lord ask of us? That's my last question to you before we go back to worship. What does this Lord ask of you in exchange for his death? Because you've got to understand, the Son of God dying, that's a big deal. Coming to this earth to live a painful life, to be born in a feeding trough, that's a big deal. What he did for you and for me is a big deal. What does he ask in return? My friends, he only asks this. That you would believe. That you would believe that he is who he says he is. That he is the son of God and that he came to save you. And when you do believe, I'm not preaching just some grace message. Because when you really believe, if someone in your life, I mean your, your life that's a vapor, this one, your temporary one on this earth, walked in front of a bullet for you and gave their life for you, you would do anything to honor them. That's the ultimate sacrifice. You would change the way you live to honor them. That's what he asks of us, to believe that what he did for you is true. Just like the thief on the cross next to him, if if you believe, then verily you will be with me in heaven. That is the message of Christmas, my friends. Not just that Christ is our Savior, but he is our Lord. And if we believe that, we get the gift of eternity. That is his only ask for us is to believe in the mercy of the cross, because the mercy of the cross is the greatness of God on display. It is his greatest act of love of all time. And you got to understand this, the last thing that God wants is for anyone to go to hell. I was talking to someone the other day, and, and, and she was wonderful, and she said, I'm down with this whole Christian thing, and I love the river, and I come, but I just can't worship a God that sends people to hell. And I said, you got to understand something. God does not send anyone to hell. We send ourselves there. I send myself there. He created a just system where there is consequence for action, and you wouldn't have it any other way. You want a fair system. You want a just system. But here's the rest of the story. He didn't stop there. He sent you a Savior so that you don't have to go there. So that I don't have to go there so that we can spend eternity with him forever in paradise. And that, my friends, is the most loving thing that anyone could ever do. So you got to understand, he doesn't send anyone there. He wants us to follow him. He wants us to believe him. And from the very beginning, he had this planned. In the beginning was the word, and the word became flesh at Christmas. At this celebration, the word became flesh. He gave us the greatest gift of all time. It's the most unfair deal in all of history. Ryan McVitie's constant transgressions, Ryan McVitie's shortcomings, my failures for God's son. Unbelievable that he would do that for us. Not, he didn't send an angel. He didn't send a representative. He could have sent anyone no 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 he sent his son parents who's a parent in the room let me see your hands you would do anything for your son and daughter that's the truth you would jump in front of a bus in a minute some of you would push your spouse in front of a bus to save your kid in a minute too i shouldn't say that i'm gonna get canceled for sure the point being (laughs) there is nothing we love more than our children And that's the sacrifice that God made at Christmas because he knew what the end of this beginning would be. He knew it would end on the cross, but he sent him anyway. And now we have peace. Even though the world around us is warring, even though there's hate around every corner, even though people sometimes hate you for your faith and for what you believe and what you do, you can have peace and a peace that surpasses all understanding because of what Christ did for you at Christmas. Jonathan, you can play those Christmas keys, bro. Worship team, you can come back up here because we got some more worship. But it would be really sad if you came here and you only got half of the gift. See, the first half of the gift is Christmas. Baby Jesus. Loved by all, controversial to none, acceptable in Walmart, (laughs) anywhere you go. But I don't want you to just get the half, I want you to get the whole. Because he's not just your Savior, he's also your Lord. And he directs your steps, and he stays closer to you than a brother. And even though you forsake him, he will never forsake you. Even though at times in your life you abandoned him, there are some CEOs in the room tonight. I don't mean business people. I mean Christmas and Easter only Christians. Come on, somebody. That's a dad joke, and I'm going to keep telling them forever. you got to understand, I know maybe you've abandoned him, but he has not abandoned you. He will never abandon you. All he asks is that you believe. That's all he's asking of you tonight, that you accept him as who he is, And then he accepts you. So would you stand back to your feet? Because we got some more worship. My friends, when he sent his son, he made you his primary concern. So I hope for the next few minutes, as we worship, which is what we really do here, make him your concern. Not just the babe in swaddling clothes, but your Lord. Make him that. And then soon after, we're going to light some candles. Not yet. If you've got a lighter, don't light your candle yet. <laughs> Later on. And we're going to all sing together, and it's going to be beautiful. That's how we're going to end our night, so stick around. You don't want to miss this. But never forget this, my friends. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. This is the greatest gift of all time, that the king of kings... The king of kings would come in a feeding trough to save you and to save me. Let's worship that king of kings.